Hello, welcome to a brand new Baffled, the podcast where we try and find all the facts that we can and sort out how amazing they really are or whether they need to be completely forgotten about. Um, thank you very much for listening. My name's Dan. I've got three facts for you as always this week. Uh, something about one of the world's most famous voices. Also, what bees do for their number twos. And we'll find out how big dinosaurs really are. Uh, Mark is here as well. Mark, what have you brought for us? Hello, hello. By popular demand, well, by Connor's demand, I have another Disney fact for you today. Also, I'm talking orchestras and Sherlock Holmes. And Connor, can you beat that? I am actually a little bit more clever. Uh-huh. Clever, uh-huh. Or clever. Well, you've immediately... Mm. Proven it, mate. You've proven yeah. it. Well, I'm a little bit more clever, uh-huh, than you think I am. <laughs> Something about baby carrots and the toys of the world. So Connor's going to prove that he's more cleverer than us with baby carrots. Yeah, looking forward to that. Stay there. It's a brand new baffle. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So, let's immediately get into it. What's the state of play with the badges? Okay, so, genuinely, now have badges in my possession. We have badges. Oh, look at the way you just whacked them on the table there. Whacked them on over. 199, because as previously mentioned, our printer stole one straight off. So but I have 198, because I have one already. So 196. This is the first time we've seen them. So you, you both get one as well. There we go. It's a baffle badge for you. Oh my god, they're actually brilliant. Baffle badge for you. Your immediate reaction is they're I'll brilliant. I'll put one on because actually I gave one to my girlfriend, which was going to be mine. So Connor, as if you were David Attenborough, describe to us the baffled badge. Okay, so we are looking at a um, lovely orange rim with a circular blue circle inside with the baffled logo bulging out into your vision. And then just very simply at the top, in what I can only describe as an aerial narrow, it says proud bib supporter. Um, orange rim, that's what it's like with your IBS a morning after a spicy madras, isn't it? Oh, hang on. Oh, yep, there it is. By popular request, because this was also requested last week, I now have an IBS alarm. So that any time we mention IBS... Who, who has requested this? You requested this. How did I? Which I also love. This is what someone pointed out to me this week. Why, you, why do you never listen back to our podcast, Dan? You said it. Pro- you said it on the air. You're like, oh, never listen back. Well, I listen back every week. It's for a few reasons. I've got my fingers in many different audio pies, so I don't have. I don't. You know. And also, I have to. I have to sit through it. I have to sit through it doing this. Why would I do that twice? Listening back, I always feel very proud. Like I do listen back, and I think, do you know what? This is an alright podcast. When I do it, sometimes I walk out and I think, was that good? 
Was it? Did we do good? You listen back and you're like, it's actually really good. So it's amazing what magic the edit can do. Yeah, and the edit helps and marks it up. You listen back, and I don't want to immediately become mean to you. Mm. And you, you're happy with this? How you've been presented and no, how your us. intellect is? No, but how your specific intellect is portrayed? No, I don't. You're I, happy with that? No, I look at I look at it as a as a combined combined trio. And I think uh, do you know what? Do you know what, lads? I think we do a bloody good job on this podcast. So. When you listen back, you don't think, you know what, maybe I should read up a bit more stuff. Maybe I should no, get you know more background think, of the facts. No, 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 I sit there and I think to myself, if I was somebody listening who didn't know us three, I think Danny's a right I also had that comment to me this week as yeah, well. Yeah, there we go, yeah. Someone said the plus 15 seconds has never been more useful on a podcast. <laughs> oh, I love it when they come at Dan and what, I see you. About me? Say, about you. About you, mate. What do you mean the plus 15 seconds? Yeah, well, you work that Too mean. Out. Too mean, Dan. Too mean. Why, why do you need plus 15 seconds of this? It seems to be the overall outcome of this. <laughs> like you need to take a step back and think about the things you say. I always come in very chipper. <laughs> chipper. You start talking. <laughs> right, let's get to facts. It's what we're here for. I'm going to take number one today. You know this voice? You've got mail. Yeah? You know that voice? Yes. You know this voice? You've got mail. I recognise it, but I don't know what it's from. You've got mail. One of the world's most famous voices. It might have... You might, this is depressing. He might be a little bit too young to know. Um, it's the AOL man. So it's the AOL yeah. guys announcing that you had mail back in the, um, I, I guess, in the early noughties. Yeah. You've got mail. Yeah. Yeah, his name is Elwood Edwards. He's the voice of AOL's You've Got Mail. He was only paid $200 for it, recorded it in 1989. Wow. He got the job because his wife worked at AOL um, didn't get paid any more for that, even though one of the one of the voices most known around the world during the the nineties and the the early noughties and the early internet boom, and now he's an Uber driver. Oh, oh. that's where they all end up, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I once was at a talk with a voiceover guy called John Briggs. He is the the Siri voice man. Oh wow! You know the the very very classic Siri mm. voice man, and he was saying that he got paid almost nothing for it because he. Wrote, recorded loads and loads and loads of sentences for a company. Then that company was bought by Apple, and then Apple used the sentences that he recorded for Siri on the first time. You see, this is like being in the audio world as well. It's something that you hear a lot, you know, like people jump into the booth or whatever, and it might be that, you know, they might be 19, 20, or whatever, they're getting this VO job. It's like 200 quid for the day. They go in, they record all of this stuff, and then all of a sudden one day... It's like the Siri voice. Imagine if you had royalties on that, or I don't know. Or... And, and I mean, the stupid thing about it is that now you kind of go, oh, that sounds like you're underpaid. But at the time... Big money. It's like to, to do a couple of sentences yeah. for 200 quid, you're like, yeah, all right, I'll uh, do that. I want to ask you this, because you'll know yes, the answer, being an maybe. audio producer and, it'll, and all. So when he's gone into the studio, this guy, and recorded all of these sentences, how do they then make those sentences Siri? Do they pick words out? Yeah, they but how have they got out. enough words to make up everything that Siri answers? Because they would have given him sentences that covers syllables that are in almost every word. And then they can pick that out and they kind of construct. So it sounds real. So when Siri says that uh, it's 28 degrees outside, yeah. they've kind of formed that like a, like a jigsaw. See, this is really clever because I've heard about this new sat-nav thing where you can be the voice of your own... Satnav, have you heard about this? Why would, no. Why would yeah, I don't. Do that? I just, yeah, that's really weird. But you can also like so like my. I could do it for my mum. I mean, she'd hate that. But and I always wondered how do I say enough when I'm making this to cover all of the things of like full fit. I don't know. Like it just you, always. You've, you've got to sit there for hours. 
Yeah. Hours, just for, saying for every t- place name ever. For 200 quid and it could be the next Siri in five years. I was once paid £500 for 20 minutes voiceover work. It was the highest... And what was that for? 1,500 quid an hour. That was an award ceremony. But, like, in terms of what you're paid for, what you work, I will never... You know, I I can't see myself getting close to that for a long, long time. Voiceover work is incredibly well paid. Mm. Given that you can literally just come in and just like have a thirty-second advert to read, that's it. Thirty-second advert. It will take you five minutes to maybe do four or five different versions. Well, a lot, a lot, right? That you can get paid decent, decent. Like I'm talking, you can get paid thousands for that. A lot of quite a lot of quite big presenters in the world. They are all VO on the side, aren't they? They they all do it. It's where yeah, the dollar is. You've got to pay your tax. You've got to pay your tax. There is quite a skill in doing it quickly for ads. Like that's where you know that, that's oh, yeah. what really marks you out. And also, you get to be a bit of a diva. I want my honey and lemon. I didn't even I didn't even have a problem with my throat. I just felt that I was doing like big time voiceover. I felt there's something you must do. Yeah, right. of course. So of course you immediately went. I'm gonna be a diva about this. So we've all we've all got dreams. Okay, we've all got things that we want to do. We were all in the world of audio. So question for you both, Mark. First, yes. if you could have one dream VO job, what would it be? What do you want to do? Who would you love to be? One thing that I do have a slightly funny one. I was once the voice of Drink Aware. Which all my friends found absolutely hilarious. You know the bit at the end of the adverts of visit drinkaware.co.uk for the details. Yeah. I was the voice of that. Me, who will happily have two or three beers every night of the week, yeah. was there going for details on uh, awareness of drinking. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> which everyone found hilarious. Uh, dream VO, probably Disney something. Probably something Disney yeah, related. It's cool. got to be, isn't it? Do you know what? Talking of VO, I actually, this, this blew my mind. Have you watched the Tottenham documentary that's on Amazon? Not yet. No. Yeah, I have. That's yeah, VO'd yeah. by Tom Hardy. Yeah. And I was sitting there and he's Same bloody it's... good at it. But Same I think, how VO. much do you reckon he invoiced? Yeah, well, I mean, the so the American version is voiced by John Hamm off of Mad Men. Right. So he does, like, an American football version and mm. he voices that. And they've always had, like, big names who have who have done those things across different countries. I think because they started with John Hamm, they kind of went, oh, we kind of, we yeah. kind of dug our own grave here. We need, we need someone equally big. We need Tom, someone big. Tom Hardy is amazing. He's fantastic. The, the thing that really stands out to me about the, the Spurs documentary, so if you've, if you've not seen it, uh, if you're listening in America, there's an all or nothing, where, an Amazon documentary where they follow different sports teams around and they've done loads of NFL teams. They've done the All Blacks in the rugby and now they're doing um, Tottenham Hotspur. And they had a shambles of a season last time. But the really funny thing is just how tremendously all the team talks are. Yeah. So that for some bizarre reason, right, the players, the captain of the team gives the team talk for like the last little bit of a team talk for the final 15 seconds before they go out on the Mm. pitch. You know, this is big. You want to G it up. I want to get my mojo. I'm going to go out there and battle. And all they do is because they're footballers now. I don't want to comment on footballers. I don't want to generalise it, but they're not, you know, they're not top of the tree. They're they're more they're more Connor than than Einstein, right? I, I take and that. And just some of it is just so. <laughs> it's like they 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 swear so much because they can't think of anything else to say. It's just oh, oh, and yeah. then they go so. Effing and blinding. You'll get Harry Styles, and, and sorry, I don't know if you want to bleep this do, or whatever. Do you mean Harry Kane? Uh, yeah, you'll get <laughs> Harry, Harry Styles. Harry Styles is just popping down from a bit of a team talk. I was watching Harry Styles earlier. That's where that's come from. So you get Harry Kane. It's going to be a bit of swearing here, warning, and he'll say, um, "Right, we need to, we need to, we need to f- win this game, boys. Let's, let's f- win it." And then that's it. And then everyone's kind of pause, and then think, "Am I yeah. meant to be g'd up by this?" And then they go. Wah! And then they go out there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's quite so so bad. It is. It is. I mean, it's it's very interesting. You know? Yeah, there was there was what I just looked up. There was one in Manchester City, and I can't remember who narrated it. 
the Man City one was narrated by oh, ben Sir Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. Yeah, Ben wow. Kingsley. So, they, so I mean, they, they've gone big on narrators. Then again, it is Amazon, the biggest, the biggest yeah. company in the old, world. One of. Yeah, so, do you reckon... Old, ba- old Jeff can just get his... Do you reckon Bezos paid off Tom Hardy out of his savings? Yeah, perhaps. I reckon, I reckon just off the top of my head, that is probably a million quid for Tom Hardy, isn't it? What... I don't know, maybe that, maybe a bit less. What are you? Um, what, what, what would you like to voice over? Do you know what? If if if, if, I, if I could voice over something, it it would probably be something like that. Like that whole. It, I think it's really interesting because mm. I, I would I would be interested if you know I love football. You would I'd need love to put, do a documentary. Oh, I'd love to do that. Like you know, David Attenborough is one of the very best. Here. You couldn't do it with your accent though. As yeah, I couldn't. You would need to. You I would need to couldn't. proper lack the region in it yeah I think like I'm I'm specific if you want an Essex boy that can't talk then you know come to Connor Knight right Connor Connor Knight the Essex boy who can't talk what's the first fact of the day for you baby carrots are just chopped up normal carrots (sighs) no very good I won't have this and it absolutely hurt me when I read it how have they got the skin though well, this is the thing. I have no idea. It's just baby carrots. <laughs> Please don't tell me you've are smaller that. carrots. Got no, re- no, there is no, there is no research to this. Well, no, it's just there doesn't need. To, what do you mean? How they got the skin? Well, so when you buy baby carrots, they have skin on them. Yeah, because like, they, just, they just cut them. No, but they have the top. No, a baby carrot were... is a carrot sold at a smaller size before reaching maturity. So it would kind of be like selling yeah. Connor. You'd be selling a baby human. Right. So they've not cut them up. They've just taken them. So I said in sperm. That is... You said in sperm. But, but also, there are baby cut carrots, which are a small piece cut from a larger carrot. So there's baby cut carrots where you do cut them and you have baby carrots that are just carrots that haven't grown fully yet. Thanks for looking into it, Mark. I appreciate That's that. That's all right. Do you know what I did, mate? I Googled it and I'm reading off Wikipedia. <laughs> I, went, I went deep on the research there. Wait, I, didn't want to give, I didn't want to give too much. I feel like the punchline was just as it was. But to but be honest... You know sometimes you get the microwaved veggie bags? Mm-hmm. And they have them carrots in there, and they're literally like perfectly sized, no skin. They've almost been like, like sanded round. Yeah, yeah. I think that's man-made. I, you know, when you look into it, it's less, it's less exciting. Of course, they're just small carrots that they've taken before they've grown. No, it's, like, no, it's, it's not. Don't take this away from me. This is fantastic. But of course, it is. It's they, it's just called baby carrots when it's just a. It's literally what it is. It's a baby carrot. Baby it's a carrot that's not reached its full size. Yeah, baby carrots are just chopped up normal carrots. Yeah, but it, it got me thinking. It got no, me thinking. Does really... this mean that everything that's smaller is just a smaller version of what it was? No, but that's what the, the main baby carrots are, are carrots that are, are they're not cut up. They're just not grown yet. Yeah, baby carrots are just chopped up normal carrots. That's the fact. Some of them are. Some not of all them. of them. Oh, you know, yeah. If we're gonna get like you know carrot carrot politics or whatever it's called politics political carrot <laughs> nonsense. I don't know, but pedantic. But yeah, so it's funny to think that there is somebody out there that's probably on I don't know mid twenties a year, you know, in this kitchen just <laughs> chopping up carrot. Well, do you think? Do you think they hire a guy to do it? Oh, it's probably machine. In the, say, in the age of machinery and robotics, you think that no, probably probably paying a guy about twenty five grand a year to do that? I think if I was cut them all, if I was part of the managing, you know, weld of carrots, I'd love to put an Indeed job up and and go through that process a of interviewing ad. somebody. Imagine sitting down right now, Dan. You're in for the job. Be like, so you know, what makes you want to be the person that cuts the baby carrots? You know, like, what, what have you done in your life that allows you to be the baby car car? I'd love to be part of that interview. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I've, I've not done a job interview in ages. And luckily, I never got job interviews where they had those, like, 
true ridiculous questions. Remember, it came out recently in the, in like a couple of years ago in the news, like questions like what animal do you reckon you'd be, and do an impression of that animal. Yeah, I, I've 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 never had an interview, not got the job. You, what, what jobs have you applied for? Uh, three restaurant jobs, uh, one one <laughs> a estate agency. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, marketing. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was a stockbroker once. <laughs> what? How were you a stockbroker once? I done it for like four months and quit. I had like loads of jobs when I left school, so I didn't. Know, I wanted to be a presenter, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know how to get into presenting, so I was just divvy davying around, just doing everything. I so could. you thought I want to be a presenter, stockbroker? Well, yeah, I just I done it, and yeah, I got I got the job, and I was so bad at it. I was so bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. they were like, they were like, you, you need to push. You know, if you're on the phone, you need to push. If they want to go, keep talking. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. So I'm just on the phone, just chatting, just like, yeah, you know, how's your day? Like, how's things? You know what's funny? I'm actually going to be selling products. That is almost literally what you do now as a just a job in front of a microphone for more people. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm not selling stuff really. I'm just like you know selling them, selling the music, selling the facts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, stop is interesting there. If the jobs that you were getting through, you know, that you never failed an interview was for being a waiter. Okay. I think I think the biggest problem was with me with the stockbroking was, you know, getting a job and then becoming very confused when I look at like what the job includes and not understanding what the F and X is. So what did uh, what really appealed to you about this job? Uh, the pay. Yeah, and it's kind of like I couldn't really get my head around probably the most fundamental part, which was understanding when to buy and when to sell. Yeah, well, yeah, that is a, that is a famously, key moment. Famously, famously, you one. buy high, sell low. Yeah, and I I got that. But it was like, okay, so how do I understand when it's time to sell and how do I advise the people? So four months I lasted. It was in Canary Wharf. I bought myself a nice suit. And uh, <laughs> I can... did, did you quit? Uh, yeah. Okay. It was kind of like I quit with the understanding that the guy was like, yeah, it's time to go. I quit when they said the words, you're sacked. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm you can't sack me, I quit. Yeah. All right, Mark, give us your first fact. Orchestra conductors haven't always waved a baton or a baton. Whatever you want to call it. Interesting. So, people have been using sticks to conduct music since around 700 BC, but it's kind of gone in and out of fashion to the point that in the medieval times, or of course, Connor, back in the day, uh, ensembles would just listen to each other perform without a conductor. But as more instruments were invented, orchestras grew in size, the favour shifted to using a big staff that the leader, the conductor, would just pound on the ground to keep time. This, although, went out of fashion when a guy managed to stab himself in the foot, catch gangrene, and die. And then they went back to the baton. Died by, died by stick? S- died by stick, but a stick through his foot, because it's like proper olden time, back in the day, got gangrene, that killed him. He died. Gangrene. <laughs> the, the way you pronounced that was really pleasant to me. Gangrene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's a way to go, isn't it? Death by music. What were you? He died doing what he loved, didn't he? he? Died doing what he loved. Wait, uh, as an orchestra, I mean, you're doing Wingardium Leviosa, right? <laughs> now. But so when they're doing that with their with their stick, is yes. that holding the beat? Like, no, what, so, no, no. So, so, they... so normally it's like you'll have, let's say, you're in four four time. You'll have, what did you play? Uh, yeah. I I was head of percussion when I was in the orchestra. You're in what what time? So let's say you're in time where you have four beats per bar. Hold okay? on, do you, do you have orchestras at your school? One, yeah. two, three. Was you in the orchestra? One, two, three. It was in the choir. One, two, three, four. Right. What was my so school like? You have like up, left, right, down. Up, left, right. So that's the conductor. That um, I was maybe a bit quick. That's the conductor letting everyone know what time they need to be keeping. How they wave will be different depending on the the, the, the tempo of the piece. So if it's three, four, 
techno, techno. Connor's roboting, that's why I'm doing techno, techno, techno. Oh, right. So it's quite. Uh, Did they not have an orchestra at your school? I don't know. I expect the school that you, I imagine you went to. Yeah. Again, and now I'm being mean to Connor. Write another review saying that I'm being mean to Connor. I uh, I imagine that if they don't have an orchestra at your school, because if anyone was in the orchestra, they would be swiftly beaten up and then would not go back to the orchestra. So generally dwindling over time, there was just no one left that could be in the orchestra because they were all in the hospital. I went, I went to a really good school um, and it was a good school in the area. We, we was the highest graded or whatever. Um, and it become an academy, and we, it was a good school. I enjoyed it, but you know, if you're in the orchestra, there's questions being asked, isn't there? <laughs> what, what? Because some of the richest people in the world play instruments. Yeah, I know, I know that, but it's kind of Why like are you fucking wasting your time doing that instrument, luck? No, no, no. But it's just like if you're in a band, great. But you know, if you're like Mark playing, <laughs> I mean, there is b- that yeah. percussion. <laughs> there is that. Yeah, yeah. Imagine him coming through at I lunch, am- being like, "Yeah, what's going on, boys? Listen, I've only nabbed." Percussion, the <laughs> I, orchestra. Hey, percussion uh, was the way to be. I, that was basically the drums. I had you down as uh, a bit like cello, no. like big cello. So, so it's like this, this was at like primary school. So this was like before secondary school. Oh, so, so this is primary school. So we used to do. Oh, um, we're talking about sixteen-year-old. No, 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 no. Like all the boys are out drinking beer behind the bin, and Mark's there with no. percussion. No, no. By that point, I'd given it all up and was playing football. Yeah, good man. Here we go. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. No, this was at primary school. We did Black Beauty, of which uh, there's like a bit where basically the drums would go doo doo, and then you just have to wait for a bit, and then doo doo. Easiest job in the world. Were you like Zach out great. of um, School of Rock? Do you, remember, you know the guy in School of Rock who plays the drums, and he's just like gets it, just play like really heavy. No, I was literally just I had two drums, which was like. I don't think Zach. It, it, we're a fact podcast, so I should correct you. I don't think Zach is the guy who plays drums. Zach played guitar, didn't he? Zach Mooneyham is the guy who plays. Guitar. And who plays drums? Freddie. 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 Frankie. Plays, something like no, that. Freddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, Frank. No, it's Freddie. Fred. Hey, Freddie. Shut up. Oh my god, yeah. strapped back in here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he is. Um, yeah, I wasn't in the orchestra. I wasn't in the choir. I was in the. Um, I was in the shows. I acted. Yeah. Um, I played Sky in Mamma Mia. <laughs> And uh, what, um, Dominic, what's his yeah, name? Yeah, like the main guy, yeah, other than is, Piers Bosnan. That is so and funny. And the girl that was playing, the is it Sophie? Yeah, yeah. Sophie and Mamma Mia, I fancied. So this was like my time. So it was a bit of Troy and Gabrielle. Yeah, so like the dancing was a little bit, you know, like I remember once the teacher being like, oh, the dancing's quite sort of sexual, a little bit sort of close. How do you feel about that? I'm like, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> let's do this, you know. Um, and said, Connor, why have you got a lob on? <laughs> well, well, I had to sing as well, and I think that was the moment where she realised that I wasn't as attractive as she initially thought, because <laughs> I can't sing. But uh, I did. Did, did you end up getting doing anything with this girl? Yeah, I got over her backstage a couple of times. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> pre-show. Yeah, yeah, pre-show. Yeah. Calm those pre-show nerves. <laughs> little, little kiss and that. <laughs> come on, darling. I know how to sort it out. Yeah. <laughs> come here, come here, Sophie. Let's get in the mood. Right, it's time for my second fact of the podcast. Did you know this has got an animal one, all right? So just bear with. Did you know that bees never go to the toilet in their hive? Right. They don't want to like stink up the. Well, you know what they say, don't where you are. And well, yeah. When you've got IBS. Oh, hang on, hang on. Jingle time. Corner has IBS. Corner has IBS. Bloody well works when it comes out the other end. There we oh go. Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening. That was one of those moments I was making that going, I get paid for this. Do you like, know how good all this is? Right, I tell you what, 
there's a jingle, there's badges. Right, I tell you what. <laughs> Um, listen up Finally. I you, you might have missed that That's the first time that Connor and I have heard that So we're going to need it one more time Connor has IBS Connor has IBS But it bloody well works when it comes out the other end <laughs> Do you know the funniest bit about it is I've got a pseudocrem on my ass as we speak <laughs> Because it's so sore <laughs> I actually have Oh, I took a drink of coffee at the wrong time. I'll tell you what, that is fantastic. That's the best thing I've ever heard. I'm going to say IBS so much. That was a good 20 minutes of my day yesterday. <laughs> I can't believe this is your job. You're actually getting paid to get make paid. that. I get paid to make that. So, Brilliant. bees, they never go to the loo in their hive because they don't want to do their business where they work, unlike Connor with the toilet in his bedroom, bafflingly. Uh, so then they have to go outside to do it in winter. Uh, they don't want to. They don't want to go outside alone because it's dark and because of the predators that are out there. So once a night, you'll all see a swarm of bees leaving their hive to go and have a dump. And they like girls. They go and do it in groups. Well, this I tell you what. When I read that, when I read that fact, I thought <laughs> this is where this is going to go for us. It's going to go. What's your what's your poo in? I mean, this podcast is so scatological. It's ridiculous now. Um, like what's what's the what's the etiquette for for gendered pooing? Well, see, this is the weird thing because guys, if you go to the loo, you don't ask your mate if you want to go. You just go, and then when you're in there, you don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. Don't talk to anyone. Just do your business. Unless have you, have you a wee. Have a poo. Do whatever you want and get out. Unless of you there. want a black eye. You well, know. yeah, exactly. But sometimes if you peer over to the guy next to you to see how big his shaft is, you are going to get a left hook. You're, well, and, you're, and so you should do. Yeah. That is absolutely against the rules of peeing in public. Yeah, I agree. Uh, you know, you, you you sniff quite a bit. Yeah. How is that in club toilets? Are you constantly kicked out by bouncers because they think you're doing something else? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm definitely not. No. No. The answer is no. No. <laughs> what are you doing in there? <laughs> I've got IBS. I'm just going to play in the jingle. Play it, play it. Ready? Hold on, ready? Big bouncer. Oi, son, what are you doing in there? Corner has IBS. Corner has IBS. But it bloody well works when it comes out the other end. <laughs> right, if that's not a sell towards the badges, then I literally don't know what is. If you want a special Bibs badge... We're all wearing them right now. You need to prove that you're getting someone to listen to this podcast and send that proof to our email address, info at baffledpod.com. I know it's 2020 and, and you can be gender fluid now, which is brilliant, but like, I don't want to be old fashioned. I don't want to be my dad, but what is the deal with girls all going to the toilet at the same time? I don't know. I think it's because they just they just love a chat. Basically, when they go to the toilet, they're like, oh, let's go to the toilet, let's go to the toilet. I think it's more that they can just chat. Linking in with that as well, which I see a lot more in London now, which I think is brilliant, but there's a lot more, um, like, toilets with no gender. Yeah, big time. Right? Mixed toilets. Mixed toilets, mm. which I think is probably more of the route that things are going to end up going. Yeah, so... But then again, I, I'm sure that, like, females need privacy when it comes to female things, right? So, well, but, so I don't know what they're doing in there, but yeah, in a lot of toilets now, you have uh, cubicles and just a big old urinal. Big old like, urinal. Hey, you just fill your boots, do what you want. Yeah, and then, of course, you know, the poor girl that has to go into the toilet after, well, I've been in there. Yeah. Well, you know. It's out of action for the rest of the night. Yeah, sometimes I have to put a sticker up. Well, so there you go. Bees, if you see a swarm of bees all leaving their hive, travelling together at one night, it's because they're all going to take a crap. Connor, what's your second fact of the podcast? McDonald's is the largest toy distributor in the world. About 20% of McDonald's sales involve Happy Meals, which include a toy. Yeah, I got that. Thanks. <laughs> Quite interesting when you think about some of the big toy things out there. But this is another thing. This is what I was thinking about when I when I read this fact. 
Do you feel that when we were younger, toys were a lot more... I mean, I know it's probably because technology has advanced, but I remember when I was younger, I used to love, and there were so many different toys. Now, there's not that big toy that everybody wants as much anymore. I mean, I think it's more the fact that why would you know about it? Like you're a twenty year old, twenty mid twenties year old guy. Why would you? Why would you know? Well, yeah, I know, I understand that. But I remember when I was a kid, it was like toys were huge. Everyone had toys. No, you were just smaller. It's because it's because you were a kid. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, as in, like, what is the famous toy now? What's the toy that every kid wants? iPad, the new baffled badge. I mean, when I was younger, it was the cooking set. The cooking set. Yeah, I liked having that. I remember I always wanted a Mr. Frosty. Mr. Frosty was effectively like a snow cone maker. So mm. you would you would put like ice and then flavor and kind of churn his belly and it would come out and I yeah, always wanted yeah. one never had it and it was like seemingly pointless now wasn't he a penguin no he was like a snowman I think oh snowman that was it yeah yeah, sorry. yeah Mr Frosty oh, I used to love it so the, the McDonald's being the highest whatever that's that's quite crazy I mean I wonder how much it costs them year on year for toys for I mean if, if Happy Meals haven't improved their toys since we were there probably pence is Happy, how much it costs Happy them. Meal toys as well were just so bad. Yeah, but you loved them, didn't you? You did love them, but there was never really a good... It's like Kinder. The Kinder toys inside the eggs are so bad. Fun fact, Kinder eggs are banned in America. Really? Why is that? Well, does that mean if you're listening to this in America, you have never had the joy of a Kinder egg? Milk chocolate on the outside, white chocolate on the inside. You break it open, you've got like a little pod in there with a toy that you have to build, and then you... You stick the plastic pod in your mouth and you almost choke almost every time you do it. It's an absolute joy. Yeah, I think yeah, basically it's because of that inside of it, because there is a non-edible thing inside of an edible thing, it's banned in America. It's a nanny state. Um, and well, now, I think it's been banned since like the like early 1900s. Like we're talking 1930s, 1940s. Mm. What? Kinder, was, Kinder, went up, Kinder eggs were around then? I think so, yeah. And what? Now if you go and get your Happy Meal, they'll force feed you a carrot, mate. About 20% of McDonald's sales involve Happy Meals. That's crazy. That's actually mad. Imagine the amount of money they're spending on toys. Kind of makes sense, though, when you think about it, that one in five people who eat in McDonald's are a kid. Because a kid will, will have a Happy Meal, won't they? Like, yeah. a kid isn't going to order anything else other than a Happy Meal normally. What are the Happy Meal orders? What can you get? Well, this is what I mean now. Cheeseburger and chips? Yeah, but you probably have to have a form of greenery in there now. Oh, re- oh yeah. Oh, mate. I'll tell you what we'll do. I love, like, I'll tell you what, I'll, tell you what I'll do I'll next do. week. I'll turn up to this recording with a happy meal, and we'll have a little look God. at what we get. What a moment to stick around for, eh? Yeah. Oh. Tune yeah. in next week as Connor buys himself and eats a happy meal yeah. on the on podcast. Talking of teasers, have you got your prison break fact this week? Uh, I tell you what. He's forgotten, isn't he? Well, yeah, I, forgotten, when yeah. I was getting my facts together, I thought. Do you know why that is? Because he doesn't listen back. He doesn't listen back. No, exactly. Doesn't have any reminder. I mean, what do you do when you lay in bed of a night, Dan? Because I mean, I listen to this. Right. So, um, I, I was, I was, I couldn't remember. And I don't listen back. As I said, I couldn't remember if I if I'd made this promise. I promise I would get because I, I thought I'd said it before. I promise I will get this fact next week. If only there was a way to check. <laughs> I promise I will get. So next week, stick around for my prison fact and for Connor eating, at, looking at a toy in a Happy Meal on, on, See, on audio. do you not find yourself like I was at the beginning of the pod where I kept having homework, things to remember? It's difficult <laughs> to remember what to bring back to the next podcast. Yeah, but you didn't do any of it. I did it. I won my Disney fact you wanted. Yeah. You didn't Realistically, do it. when it comes down to it, I'm the one who won up Elsie Isla. 
Let me get, like, I, I've done the most. Drunkenly, without recording any of it for use on the podcast. I think when I rung her up as well, when she answered, I told her that I had had a few coronas, so please bear with me. You were, so Don't you, ring someone up during coronavirus going, I've had a few coronas. You can't brag and say that you've done homework when all you've done is got pissed and called up a pensioner. Wouldn't be the first time. What, what, look, what you're doing backstage before Mamma Mia with the music teacher or the woman who's holding the baton is and got gangrene, it, you do what you want, all right? You do what you want. Mark, what's your second fact of the podcast? It's bringing back such good memories. There's a secret set of tunnels underneath Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Oh, it, bring it on. So, Disney's Utilidors, as they're called... It's basically a mammoth network of underground tunnels that allow cast members, so workers of Disney Disney World, to navigate across the park. So the whole premise is, is that you have, uh, if you think of it as like a, as a building, on the ground level you have all of these tunnels. Then that's all covered over in dirt, so that you as the punter never knows that's there. And then you're actually on level one of Disney World. I love it. It's so. Normally these things are so the did you say this? So the cat not even listening, let alone listening back. Usually it's so the characters like Mickey and Minnie and Buzz Lightyear, whoever's playing them, can kind of get from one place to another. It's so they can do all of that when no one can see because they like to uphold the magic, don't they? When I used to work yeah. for a similar theme park in the UK, Legoland, um it was it was less Did you work at Legoland? It was, it was less magical than that. What did you do at Legoland? I was a I was um I was a costume character. You were a brick. I was a brick, yeah. Well, I was a lot of things, yeah. I was How a, long for? I went there for three years. Wow. And that was before all of the presenting and stuff. Yeah. Sick. Oh my god, dig out some videos. But so that was one of the best jobs I've ever had. As in so uh, very, very boring. The first year I worked there, I worked on attractions, rides, which is basically telling kids they can't go on things, which is the bleakest year of my life. Then after that I got a job in entertainments where you just dressed up and you put on shows and you were treated like absolute kings. It was the best thing ever. You would King go brick. you would go off, yeah, and dress up as a brick or dress up as the knight that they have there. You'd do about twenty minutes of that and then you'd get to have an hour off. That's pretty cool, isn't it? It was the best gig ever. That's basically it. So yes, the characters get to travel underneath, but also, so Magic Kingdom is made up of different lands. You have like Adventureland, Frontierland, Fantasyland. They're all themed very differently. What's your favourite of the lands? Uh, my favourite is Tomorrowland. It's my favourite one. You're always thinking of Tomorrowland. Um, always always, always, always the in the future. Man of the future, man me. Man of the future. Um, and uh, all, of the, all of the workers are dressed for that land, but you should never see them in another land. So if they need to get from one side of the park to the other mm. for, you know, the staff canteen or to get rid of some rubbish or something like that, you won't see them. So you'll never see a Tomorrowland person in the wrong place because they'll go underneath. So you never know. It's pretty good it. thinking, It doesn't it? break the magic. It it's is Disney, quite... Disney thinking, isn't it? It is quite dictatorial, though. Mm. In it, dictatorial. Yeah, dictatorial. Yeah, no, it's like Pol Pot. But you can imagine him doing that. I oh, see. My mind's going more down the other route. I wonder what's happened in the tunnels. Yeah. Oh yeah, there is like it's under there. It is just like you know whatever. So can you see it? Free for all. And you know if if the in my experience, if the people who are dressing up as these characters or actors and dancers, actors and dancers. Well, I, there's been people. I think there's been people fired because they've like videos have appeared online of like Snow White and Cinderella and a Mickey without a head on, like doing shots and stuff down. Yeah, they are. They are like, in the background. I think that might have been Disneyland Paris, but like it, it happens. Yeah, it doesn't really set the best example, doesn't it? You know, it you're right. if Disney, if Mickey Mouse is off his head on Sambuca halfway through the day, yeah. But actually, in extra, <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good like. 
actually, I'm going to tell you another Disney fact here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just going to say, other slight fun fact that adds on this. The, so the, I, the way they got this idea was this was how Walt Disney thought Cities of the Future would be. That all your roads would be underneath and everything above would be pedestrian. Well, I think that is an absolute genius idea. I have no concept. I think there is. It was called the Experimental Prototype City of Tomorrow. Is there a, is mm. there a city in America where the um, the roads are underneath? Is it Boston, like Central Boston or something? I mean, I'm probably talking about ARs. Uh, if you, yeah, is there, I think there's a, a city in America where the roads are all underneath. You're looking at me, and I definitely know the answer. Hi, I'm Laura Wright, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Music in My Life. In this series, I'm talking to some amazing guests about their favorite pieces of music. We'll be delving into the music they listen to and why it shaped them throughout the years. It's like intense. It made me feel cooler and stronger and harder than I was. But the man on board had had cancer. And that's obviously become a big part of my life. I can listen to it now, reminding myself where I've come from. He just completely lost it as we pulled up to the, to the hospital. You can find it wherever you found this podcast. Just search Music In My Life. Let's get my third and final fact. Connor, how big? You remember Velociraptors from Jurassic Park? Yeah. How big do you reckon they were? Centimetres or inches? As a rough estimation. Foot? A foot. No, in feet? No, just like a, how big, like, give me something that you think they were as big as. Like me? A sofa. A sofa. A three-piece sofa. What, on on end? <coughs> Length. Length, how how tall? Twelve foot. Twelve foot. Velociraptors were about as big as a turkey. What? So Velociraptors. But they're so big in the movie. Yeah, so your modern, velo- well, your modern day Velociraptor, <laughs> as in <laughs> the common Velociraptor was about as big as a turkey. So I'm standing up. Um, kind of up to about there. For the listeners at home, he is pointing to around the bottom of his... Hip height. <laughs> I want to say hip height. The best thing is that's going to get bleeped out and everyone's just going to be like, where? Yeah, yeah. Where? It's, where? It's a, where? They were, so velociraptors were about hip height. Now they're about two metres long, neck to tail. 
but they were stooping. So they were only about as high as your hip. Tiny thing as well. Wow. Because of Turkey. So you got all these people, Chris Pratt, legging it away from him in the old well, really, you could have just banged it in the tooth and it probably would have... Yeah, see, yeah. It, see you later. But fil- see ya. Films do yeah, this done. a lot. I remember when I went to um, Harry Potter World and you saw the... Uh, uh, what was the boat? The White Pearl. Black Pearl. Black Pearl? Isn't that... Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, sorry. Harry Potter World. You see, yeah, that's really, yeah, sorry, because it's the same thing. Oh, yeah. Harry what? Potter World, and I went, you know, the Hogwarts. <laughs> Yes. Hang on, hang on, hang on. It's hang on, actually, hang on. it's actually hang on. the boat, and now you're talking about Hogwarts. Yeah, it's because it's the same concept. Um, <laughs> it's actually really small, isn't it? It's a, it's a model, and the way they oh, film yeah. it makes I mean, it seem bigger. I mean, that's a bit different. Well, no, it's not. It's not. So you're talking about a, a proper dinosaur that lived in the past. No, I don't believe they existed. We spoke about this, um, and then you're also <laughs> the Velociraptor did not fly. <laughs> no, you're right. It didn't fly. And then um, I don't think I don't think any. Proper dinosaurs did fly. I think I think reptiles flew. How do you spell it? But I don't think they were properly dinosaurs. I think I read that recently. Now, what, what Connor's referring to is when you see a lot of the outside castle shots in the Harry Potter movie. They're not see, they're not properly CGI. They're all done around this very, very small to scale replica model of Hogwarts. Mate, there is no way that is the size of a turkey, mate. Well, apparently, according to you, they're not real. Yeah, any, anyone who wants to know Connor's views on dinosaurs, yeah, hit me just up. go to the very, very first episode of Baffled. I'll tell you what, there's, there's no proof. <laughs> get me a video. That guy's, get me a TikTok. Tweet me a video. Of a get di- me a TikTok. Tweet, tweet me a video of a dinosaur walking through, That's, I don't know, like Hyde Park, and then I believe you. That was you. So you're, so you're on TikTok, and I've had a look at your TikTok, and your TikToks are effectively just you s- smiling and being open mouthed at other stuff. Like, how is that worth looking at? Just, I want to I look at the original video, views. not you looking at it and going, 2,000 oh, views. 2,000 oh, views of video. Oh, why have 2,000 people? What's Tell you your, what, what's your TikTok? I'm going to do, I don't, need to, I don't need to plug in the TikTok, plug the Instagram. 2,000 views is just people just look, looking, being... That is nonsense. Yeah, that's that's the proper one from Jurassic that's Park. That's what I'm saying, I'm saying that's a lie. It's nonsense, mate. It's, it, who believes this shit? <laughs> do you actually fully believe that people are walking about going like, I oh know it weren't, it was before time, wasn't it, or whatever? <laughs> Uh, what do I believe in the billion year history of the planet that there could have been something other than the humans that have been around for like the last couple yeah, of years? Yeah, I believe there's years. been like other stuff, just not these big things. <laughs> <laughs> what do you reckon there was then? I don't know, like, you know, some weird birds. What about, yeah. what about T-Rexes? Yeah, yeah, no, like, no, they're massive, aren't they? How big are T-Rex? Yeah, big. Huge. I think the biggest whole sofa suite, I believe. I've never seen Jurassic Park. Well, there you go. There's your documentary that you need to watch. Come off it. <laughs> Please come off it. Look how small his arms are. So Connor's got up a picture of a about. T-Rex on his phone and you're not having it. Look at them arms. <laughs> I know. Uh, no, I'm not having it. Someone, someone needs to go to the gym. You know, yeah, I just, I'm not having it. But if they were around, then scary times. I came into this podcast series knowing us three were going to do it together with such an open mind. And then immediately, if you want to know why I can be mean to him... Immediately, he starts spaffing off about how the dinosaurs aren't real, and then we're just set in stone. There, I just could never take anything you say seriously. Yeah, genuinely, if you haven't listened back to the first episode, listen back. It is, it is go. worth every single I think second. It was the only one I've listened first to. First article: An argument is happening over dino history, tearing paleontology apart. What, what, I'm actually what, proud of you for getting paleontology. What website's right. that from? That is uh, www.wired.co.uk. Okay, that sounds legit. Mm. 
Right, I tell you what, with your phone, take away from wired.co.uk and get up your, your, fa- your, your notes of facts that you're going to give us one line from. According to scientists... Well, that's just faking it. The higher <laughs> a person's IQ, yeah. the more often he or she dreams at night. I just want to let you know that I dream a lot. <laughs> what's your, what's your, what does IQ stand for? Um, independent... Quantity. Uh, you got it in one. I've got no idea what's it stand for. Intelligence, qu- intelligence quotient, I believe. It, yeah, I mean, I've never done. I don't know what my IQ is. I've never done it before. No. What's yours? <laughs> I don't know. Is genius one for we? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. What's yours? I don't know. Should we all do an IQ test? No, because I can't be bothered because he's going to do it and it will turn out that he's Einstein or something. <laughs> You're going to be really annoyed if his IQ is higher than. So I can't, I can't. I can't. I'm not even going to put myself through that pain. Do you dream a lot? Yeah, all the time. Okay, you would say that. I tell you Mark? What, uh, not that often. I said, mate, what? I don't know if you're the full... Like, do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, last year I went to Zanzibar and you have to take malaria tablets and one of the known side effects is mental dreams and it was just the best thing ever. Like, you'd go to bed each night knowing that you're just going to, like, live your second life. It was the best thing in the world. I dream a lot, but then that also might be the fact that I'm going through a little bit of a time right now where I could be a little bit anemic. Why is that a thing? I've what? come to that conclusion. Why? No, so two things. One, how is that related? And two, why have you <clears throat> crowbarred this bit of sympathy that we need to give you in it? Well, so... Oh, I, t- I, t- I tell you why the dinosaurs aren't real. It's because I've had a really bad day today. I've not got iron in my blood. I'm not eating properly. No, Just give me some, some sympathy. Uh, my so arse is on fire. I want to talk to you. I want to talk you through this fact. So I, I've been feeling quite rough on and off for the past four months, right? And something's not quite right. And I think I might be a little bit low in the old iron. So I was having a little Google of like... Why why, why, is, why have you come to that conclusion? No, no, no. So I was having a little Google and I was try, trying to sort of look and it was like things that show that you're lacking in iron or whatever. And then I put having... What does having crazy dreams mean? Because I started having crazy dreams six so you, months... So you self-diagnose yourself on Google? Yeah, so I started having crazy Which dreams six months ago. And famously that's incredibly from. reliable. So yeah. you... You haven't crazy dreams. You thought you googled why I'm having crazy dreams. Yeah, which the, is part of iron deficiency. And, and the thing that came up was that. So it's part of iron deficiency, and then it also come up with this fact, and I was like, oh my god, this is you know made for me. So, uh, what were you initially looking up online when you were uh, thought you were lacking symptoms, in the old iron? Symptoms of iron deficiency. No, but what I'm saying is, why did you first think that you had you needed more iron? Because I was feeling like bummed out and like run down on and off for quite a long while. I still get it now. Uh. You know, but hopefully it's just that. You know what you should make instead of that IBS thing? One that plays like a, a really small violin. Here we go, go on, tell your sub story. So it was once upon a time and I just felt I just felt low. And uh, my body ached, joints mm. ached. And uh, maybe it could be a food intolerance. Is this Coldplay? Uh, no, it's uh, cigarettes. Oh, cigarettes. So it's hoppy polla. Could be a food intolerance. Yeah. Um, but I think it might be iron related, so I'm booked for a blood test. Oh, right, okay. And tell us about your crazy dreams. Yeah, and I dream a lot. What about? Naked people. Right. Everyone's always naked in my dreams. Is that because you're about to go on stage at Mamma Mia? Well, no, I don't know. I just, I'm, all, I'm, I'm always naked. I never have anything on. I think that signifies something far worse than... But all my all my dreams, I, I, am, I am pantless. But, but yeah, so I dream a lot and therefore I think I'm clever. How did we get to this? Because I it was all about, I, basically, if, if anyone listening, if you dream a lot, you are clever. 
You got a higher IQ. I guarantee you. I'd I beat, really want to do an IQ test. I'd beat you just both. Just to see. I'd beat you both. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to do it because I just don't want to. Yeah, it's going to. Oh, I'd love beat to beat you. you. That would hurt you so much. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, at least you can admit that, but that'd be brilliant. If you come in at like 109 and I'd like 142. I'm going to be higher than 109. I don't know. I'll be I higher. think you'll be surprised. I'll be higher than 109. Well, there's only one way to find out. I'm not doing it. I reckon you want to get about 107, but then you're the sort of guy that get 107, try again and get a 109 and be like, oh, God. People always say that I'm mean to you, and then you bring out that. I ever go at you at superficial things, like you bang, that, banging uh, on about your ass or, or your iron deficiencies, think, and you're cutting me. I think you're clever. I think Mark will back me up here, though. I think with you, with your IQ, it get in your head. You'd be thinking about it too much. You'd really want it. You'd want it so bad to get a good number, and it just wouldn't happen. I don't know. It just wouldn't happen. I'd say, I'll do my IQ, and if you can beat me, I'll give you a tenner. You need to come back next week, because I'm bringing you a prison fact. Connor's eating a Happy Meal alive on air, <laughs> and you're going to spaff on about your IQ. I want to do it after this, when I finish off my salad. What a, what a joy. Mark, give us the final pact of the pot. Pact? Mark, give us the... Fu- Mark, it's, it's a struggle when you've got a low IQ, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it is a struggle, actually. That 107 over there is fact, mate. Mark, save us from this sinking ship and bring back your final fact to the podcast. Okay, Sherlock Holmes. How would you describe him as a character? Robert Downey Jr. Right, okay, so think of Robert Downey Jr. Think of uh, Benedict Cucumber Patch. Yep. Right? How would you define Sherlock Holmes as a character based on them? Quite a little bit mysterious. Uh, So the reason that Sherlock Holmes adaptations portray him as cold and unemotional is because later stories where he has empathy and warmth are still owned by the Conan Doyle estate and are therefore under copyright and cannot be used in TV and film adaptations. What I was saying, this is for off podcast, he, I don't think he ever actually says elementary, my dear Watson, but anyway. So cold. What, did, what, what were you just saying? Don't worry. So that, basically, I'm just going to let people know about this. So sometimes Dan does this thing right, where he pulls away from the podcast and goes, oh, this is off broadcast, and just spats out information and stuff and I am he's like being hit with bullets I have no idea what was just said I'm thinking this through so he's cold and aloof because because those are the Sherlock Holmes stories that people have that are copyright free that can be used in adaptations such as uh, the BBC TV show and of course the movie with Robert Downey Jr the ones where he is actually empathetic where he has warmth are still under copyright so you are not allowed to use those personality traits in Sherlock Holmes. But also kind of maybe ruin it a bit. Yeah, he because um, Conan Doyle tried to kill him off. He was so bored of writing about Sherlock Holmes, mm. killed him off. Then there was such a clamour for him to come back, he had to bring him back. Because when you look at the Sherlock Holmes stories as well, his sidekick is more the empathetic one, isn't it? And I think that's what works. What's his sidekick's name? Watson. Watson, Watson, played by Jude Law? No. Jude, Jude Law or Jude Law. Uh, Martin Freeman. Because in the films, which I love, the Robert Downey Jr. films, who I've interviewed... Um, just dropping that just in. Put that in there. I mean, it's, what, it's, it's what we do, isn't it? Clean yeah. up on aisle two. Got yeah. lots of name dropping I in there. I don't have much to drop in. You used to drop. I haven't dropped much. Um, Mate, you do nothing but drop. Hashtag IPS. 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 Do you want to do this again? Irritable poo syndrome. Corner has IPS. Corner has IPS. Bloody well works when it comes out the oven. It does hurt. I'll tell you what, it does hurt. But yeah, so when you watch the films, Robert Downey Jr., when he plays Sherlock Holmes, the empathetic side is Watson. So that's what makes Sherlock Holmes. Watson is very matter of fact. Yeah, he's kind of like me and you. What? 
Well, it's just like if me, like if we were Sherlock Holmes and Watson, I'd be Sherlock. You'd be Watson. Well, that's because you've got a higher IQ, mate. Mate, I would have. If, if we were that, I would have chucked myself off that waterfall long, long ago. I reckon we could take over the world. And with that, I think we will leave this week's episode of Baffled. So what have we learned? I mean, if you ever need a voiceover done, Disney voiceover, get on the phone to Mark Heads. Hi there. Also, uh, hi there. Great Co- way of selling yourself. Thank you. Uh, also, uh, don't want to give this the time of day, but Connor doesn't believe in dinosaurs still. Um, and, and also, I mean, who knows what goes on underneath Disneyland? Uh, hopefully not what happens backstage at Mamma Mia in an Essex school. If you want a baffle badge, by the way, you need to prove to us that you have got someone to listen to the show. Or for this week only, send us a video of you singing Connor's IBS song. Th- I'll accept that. Just to remind people. No, four, four times. No, just to remind, just to remind them. Just to remind them. Too, no, they can skip back. No, 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 they can't. I just want to hear it. Quick, oh, quick, we're quick. overplaying it. Quick, this is my ending. It's fine. They can go back to it. No, we're overplaying IBS, it. IBS, IBS. Connor's got IBS. It's not even it. Um, yeah, so do that. Also, if you think you're the most famous listener, get in touch as well. Email info at baffledpod.com. Oh, I had another one of those, but we'll leave it for next week. Oh, there you go. Come back. So much to look forward to. Say goodbye, Connor. Um, goodbye, and I'm going to go and do an IQ test. Is it on then? No. Oh. Say goodbye, Mark. See you later. Uh, and I'll say goodbye as well. I'm off to go do some strange things backstage in musical. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Acast and Befeler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skidt af alle de der podcasts og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmakker.